everyone. Welcome back to Fangirl Fever. This week, we'll be diving deep into Ariana Grande's fourth studio album, Sweetener, in honor of his third birthday approaching. Sweetener is my personal favorite Ariana album, so I'll be taking the lead this episode. And we have an amazing guest recording with us today named Gabby. And you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. So my name is Gabby. Some of you may know me from TikTok, where I'm at Ariana Podcast. Also, same handle everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, at Ariana Podcast. But I also host a podcast, obviously, (laughs) given the handle, called Young, Beautiful, Successful. And it's all about Ariana Grande. She's my queen. I love her. And there's always so much to talk about when it comes to Ariana. So I'm super happy to be here. We're excited to have you. And if you haven't already, listen to our guest episode on her podcast. Yes, because we talked about Positions Deluxe back mm-hmm. in February. Yeah. All right. So let's just get into it. We'll start with the beginning of the Sweetener era. And it starts off with Ariana's comeback single, No Tears Left to Cry, which was released on Friday, April 20th, 2018, as the first promotional single from Sweetener. And it was released with the music video. And I just wanted to ask what you guys thought of the comeback. And then we can talk about the song and the music video. Uh, For me, I was super excited because even though I love the Dangerous Woman album, I feel like I wasn't involved with her fandom at the time. So getting to start fresh was super exciting. And I usually don't watch music videos, but I have a very clear memory of me waiting at the um, orthodontist appointment watching it there and I was so excited I was about to ball because she looked so beautiful and everything I was just excited I think it was one of the best pop star comebacks ever and I'm not just saying that because I'm a stan I factually think this is true for me it's like number one is like Britney Spears piece of me in 2007 and then it's Ariana Grande coming back with no tears left to cry first of all the rollout she dropped the little raindrop everywhere emoji she did a surprise Coachella performance. Um, she came out during Kygo's set. It also was just, it was very powerful for her to come back with such a strong message of optimism and no tears left to cry after the Manchester attack. Rest yes. in peace, obviously. Um, but I think being able to take ownership of her career, be like, I'm still making music. I'm still, I still have positivity after experiencing this tragedy I think gives me chills just thinking about it so I'm I think it was a really just exciting moment in like pop star history of comebacks I totally agree I remember being super excited because I've always been an Ariana fan but I kind of fell off the wagon around my everything to dangerous woman and like Amy said sweetener was like I can become a fan again and experience all this stuff So that I was excited about. And then just like it being called No Tears Left to Cry and her kind of making everything upside down kind of shook everything up. Cultural reset. It was just very iconic. (laughs) Yeah, cultural reset for sure. I think personally, this is my favorite single that Ariana's ever released just because it was so like big. And it was literally her comeback after being gone for a couple months. Yeah. So... What did you guys think of the song, like, sonically and the music video? 
like aesthetic i think overall i feel you can tell that she put a lot of thought into the whole era everything is so cohesive and she kind of like builds this world and it's just so immersive and it's so memorable because to this day we're still talking about it and every now and then like we'll see clips of it and we're just like oh my god that was such a fun time and it was just very strong overall it was really beautiful the world that they brought us into in that no tears left to cry music video i think especially the whole thing i think was filmed on green screen it's like totally like must have been a lot of work to build to animate all of that (laughs) um but the one shot i always think of is she like falls back and she's like singing and she's like falling she like does like a trust fall Mm -hmm. in the air off a building and it's like very stunning and there's so many just beautiful edits throughout that video is directed by Dave Myers who has done a few of her other videos this era and also just did the positions video and I think he just has he's an iconic director and I feel like just has a very creative mind and just really brought a lot to that video but also Ariana she teased the track list in this video which I don't know if that was her first time doing that but so many other artists I think it was okay me too yeah so many artists do that now and I feel like her impact I don't know if she was the first one to do that but I feel like it's she like set a standard doing that because so many yeah. artists do it now yeah um I totally agree with both of you I like the no tears left to cry world I wish I lived there because it's <laughs> so like cool and it's just a very well thought out um I feel like no tears left to cry as a song and as a world very much makes like it promoted sweetener well it was very much sweetener energy mm-hmm. so i like that it was the first single i think it fit it well sound like sound wise and visually oh i didn't mention my thoughts on it sonically which is that it gives me chills i think i remember i have a specific memory of i walked into a random restaurant was going out to dinner one night and they were playing no tears left to cry and i was just like I literally got goosebumps just the way she sings it and the message of the song is just like underrated honestly it is I love like I again I like I said this is my favorite single Mm -hmm. I loved hearing it live I loved the performances that she did on like um Jimmy Fallon I think it was Mm -hmm. it was just so amazing but one like complaint I have is how at the beginning of the music video she has like the intro in it and she teased that but it's not in the actual mm, song and I feel yes. like it would have fit so well on the album but whatever yeah. it's still a good song yeah that's a beautiful part yeah I wish I always wish it was part of the the studio version but I can just watch the music video if I need that mm-hmm. that <laughs> in my life um, the next two singles that were released were The Light is Coming with Nicki Minaj and God is a Woman. How strong do you guys think these songs were sonically, visually, because they were both released as music videos? And then how do you think the music videos compare to her other music videos? Um, I still do not like The Light is Coming. There's just something about Nicki's and Ari's collabs that don't really hit for me, except side to side sometimes. Um, but God is a Woman, on the other hand, also love that song and obviously iconic music video. Mm, yeah, I feel like this is where some of my criticism is going to start coming in, even though I love this album. The Light is Coming, I think, listening back to the album as I was preparing for us to talk today, I, I feel like it's pro- the weakest song on the album. I honestly yes. think 
Blazed and Borderline are better, which gets they get I the most hate. Freaking agree too. There's something about when you just listen. If you don't agree with me, just listen to Sweetener from the top. <laughs> when that light is coming, beat comes in. It's like, oh, I did what not. Is this? <laughs> like, ugh, I don't know. And different from you, Amy. I love Ariana and mm-hmm. Nikki together, and I think out of their series of collabs is just definitely the weakest especially because knowing that summer um bed was another collab they did that was being promoted at the exact exact same time but ended up being on nikki's album and i feel like Mm -hmm. bed was just such a stronger collab Mm -hmm. and just a stronger like summer song um and so i just feel like the light is coming could have been someone like if you're gonna have Nikki and Ari together yeah it has to be as good as side to side like you're following side to side like you have a hard act to follow so yeah that was they set the bar very high with that one yeah so I agree I think I was watching the music video though for the light is coming I think now something I was thinking now that I know Dave Myers directed it he also did positions you see some of those similar like interesting edits that he does a lot in his videos that I guess I could kind of appreciate now that I kind of the way that in the positions music video he does some of those crazy like the edits like going from room to room and stuff mm-hmm. in positions and I was like oh I kind of see his style which is interesting but I think that video is kind of forgettable I don't think you, we really see it talked about much in the fandom now. I don't think I've ever watched that music video actually <laughs> <laughs> have you yeah me? I have I think like as a song the light is coming I like it but I agree it is like the weakest song on Sweetener because there's some like of Ariana's best on that album and it's just Mm -hmm. not really there the music video I like the concept of the song and the music video I feel like it could have been executed very well but it wasn't it's fine but it is forgettable it's just not it's just her holding like this globe light mm-hmm. thing running around. But yeah, the woods. I definitely haven't watched it because that's not clicking in my head at all. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it like, the one where she's like wearing a denim jacket? No, she's like she's wearing like a black tank top and okay, yeah, then I, I think black it shorts. She's just wearing like regular clothes and she's holding like this little orb thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I mean, I like the concept of the light is coming, saying like the light is coming, the darkness is going yeah, away, yeah. we're healing. But the song and the music video seem kind of experimental. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like it could have been executed a lot better. And God is a Woman, I have a lot of thoughts on. Me so too. it's actually grown on me a lot uh, over the years. I think when it first came out, I actually was a little bit critical of it because there's kind of this trend with Ariana. I don't know if you've noticed, but she, she'll have these really exciting song titles like Dangerous Woman, mm-hmm. God is a Woman. And you expect them to be these like female empowerment songs. Yeah. But when you actually listen to them, they're actually like love songs about mm. men. And so I remember when God is a Woman, I remember being so excited, like God is a Woman. Oh my gosh, it's like a huge like feminist statement. I was so excited. And then the song is basically about like, you. this man will believe God is a Woman. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm into this. And then it was interesting because the music video I actually think is has a lot of visuals that are about female empowerment mm-hmm. um so I was like oh it's kind of like if the song was about what I thought it was it would match this video but the song is about something else um but over the time though and especially I saw God is a Woman live I went to Sweetener Tour twice and that song live is so transcendent and mm-hmm. you feel like you are like being ascending 
yeah you're like being welcomed into the cult of ariana grande yes (laughs) you grande cult yes it's like very overwhelming and very powerful um and the way that they staged it live the last supper um I think was really exciting live and the video with the Madonna voiceover. Um, there's a lot about like Madonna had like a virgin. Like, I think there's a lot of connection between God is a woman and then having that Madonna reference of there's a lot of connection between like deifying women and like mm-hmm. religion combining with like sexuality. There's like a lot to unpack. And I think mm-hmm. it is a song that I've come to really like over time even though I was a little critical at the beginning yeah I totally agree I always prefer no tears left to cry but I feel like God is woman is such a statement song Mm -hmm. and watching it with the music video is such an experience and seeing Mm -hmm. it live is such an experience um I agree with you the song is definitely not what I thought it would be when it was like promoted but it's still a good song vocally it's insane but I I do remember, I think it was on Zach saying, or maybe some interview, I don't remember. Ariana said that one of her like writers brought the song to her. So it wasn't originally hers, they just wrote it, which I think kind of, I guess, makes up for it not being as like powerful as a song lyrically as you would expect. But I don't know. I think it's still a good song and definitely one of her strongest music videos because mm-hmm. all the references... It's just, again, another cultural reset. And, like, Billy now refers to God as, like, a Mm -hmm. she and a woman in her songs, which I think is really cool because Ariana kind of started that trend with the goddess woman. She definitely did. (laughs) But, yeah, that's my thoughts. Overall thoughts on how Sweetener was promoted, what do you guys think? Like Gabby said in in the beginning, I think this was phenomenal, like, looking back at all the tweets the content that we got I feel like we took that all for granted like it was such a fun and immersive experience like I totally forgot she did like sweetener sessions mm-hmm. and the the sleepover and even the experience the experience pop-up museum with Spotify I mm-hmm. wanted to go to that so bad yeah I, I, that. I agree I remember watching like YouTube videos of vlogs of people going there because I was like I, want, I wish I was there and the sweetener sessions is so I wish she would do that again I think she probably will in the future but I wish I could have been there for that because it just seems so intimate with her and that's not something you can see a lot because of how big she is yeah but I think it was just like it pulled me in sweetener pulled me in back into being an Ariana fan which I think is powerful because I wasn't like a big fan of her for a couple of years Yeah. And I think what you're both getting at is that Sweetener was just such a turning point in the public perception of Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I think, was because of who she was dating at the time. And she was also she was living in New York. So when not a lot of celebrities live in New York because there's paparazzi everywhere. Like you walk everywhere, like you're not driving in your car all the time. So there's the paparazzi photos of her, all the insane outfits she was wearing during Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. Like you could not escape Ariana that summer because you were just always every single day you'd see new photos of her and Pete Davidson in like the most extravagant outfits you can imagine and I almost feel like that like 
promoted the album in itself. True. Yeah, just very true. Everything like, happening in her personal life. Yeah, like when you mentioned the paparazzi photos, the first one that popped up in my mind was the oversized yellow hoodie with the knee-high boots. Like every girl wore that for Halloween that mm-hmm. year. Yeah, she's licking the lollipop. Like there's so mm-hmm. many memes about like her outfits. Everyone wanted to wear the thigh-high boots and the mm-hmm. oversized crew neck. Yeah, I feel like the look of it all, just like how I agree with the public perception, like her hair, her big ponytail, just it being so extreme, but also so Ariana just kind of like blended like her popularity in the general public with like her fans. It was just like crazy. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to talk about the release, which happened on August 17th, 2018, which is in three days. It'll be three years. Um, do you guys remember your first listen and what was it like? Um, I don't really remember my first listen, so I had to go back to when I tweeted about it. And I actually didn't have that many tweets, but my first one from that day was each song gets better and better with some keyboard smash. And I still mostly stand by that. I actually totally remember my first listen. I remember that day so clearly, um, I will say my first listen, I wasn't obsessed immediately. I remember feeling there's some things about Sweetener that are familiar. If you know her previous albums, like I was like, okay, this kind of follows the same format of Ariana Grande album. You have like the intro where she shows off her voice. Then you get into some of the more like pop songs. Then there's some ballads. Like I was like, okay, it's kind of like a regular Ariana Grande album. But over time, it just grew on me so much. And I think successful is definitely always a standout for me from the beginning, just because I feel like. I feel like I related to it a lot at that time in my life. I was like mm-hmm. out of college, working my first job. I feel like that song just about like being like, wow, I'm, like, I'm really proud of how successful I am right now. I feel mm-hmm. like really I related to it a lot at that time in my life. That's where I'm at right now. So yeah. successful <laughs> is one of my current faves. Mm-hmm. I do remember my first listen. I was at school and I I never do this, but I shuffled it. I didn't oh, listen to I it remember start you told to finish. Me that. You told me that. And I don't know why I did that because I would never do that now. <laughs> but I think either Sweetener or Every Time came up first. And I was like, this is it. I love this. But then as you like listening to it shuffle is kind of, especially on the first listen, it's, it's a kind weird of random. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember talking to one of my friends about it after and Gunaingo was like, the standout to me which is like still my top ariana song ever so sweetener is very powerful for that but i can't believe i listened to it like in the most weird way on the first listen but yeah that was my first listen do you guys have any least favorites that you remember listening to uh like i said previously the light is coming is i think is always going to be like my bottom track for this album and then Blazed and Borderline is just a little bit above it. But Borderline has grown on me a tiny bit. Blazed, I still skip like 90% of the time. I think just all the features on Sweetener were a little underwhelming. Like, I just think, like, having Missy Elliott on a song is like a huge deal. She does not do features that often. And she's a huge icon, obviously. But I don't think many fans really remember her verse. She didn't she didn't deliver a very memorable verse. So it wasn't much more than just like a flex to have Missy Elliott on your album. Um, And so I feel like that's why Borderline wasn't as exciting as it could have been. But I think listening back, I'm like, oh, Blaze and Borderline aren't that bad. They just, yeah, they just weren't standouts compared to the rest of the album. I agree. The features were 
like Nicki Minaj, Missy, El- and Missy Elliott, and Pharrell is such like a iconic and powerful yeah. feature list, but they didn't deliver. The songs aren't bad. I think Blaze would probably be my favorite out of the three, but still, they're not like, oh my God, I want to listen to these all the time. Right? They're my favorite like, Ariana I never, songs. I never want to like listen to them. Like if it comes on, I'll listen, but yeah. I'm like, someone put on Borderline right now. Right. Exactly. Um, I think something that shows like that the fans or I guess yeah I guess the fans didn't receive those features very well is like Blaze and Borderline were not on the set list at all for the Sweetener tour which I think is kind of interesting because I feel like typically even if they're features artists would put those on but she didn't she's a smart woman for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it would have been like crickets in there because I feel like that would have been the bathroom (laughs) break song yes hands down but she had to she had to do the light is coming for the barbs yeah <laughs> I feel like the light is coming as an experience live was fun but like mm-hmm. it wasn't anything special I preferred other performances better but yeah did you guys have any overall thoughts on the release or the track list or anything like that um I will add that even though I'm more of a thank you next girl um I looked at my 2018 like top songs playlist that Spotify put together for me and the sweetener songs that I have on there are Better Off, Good Night and Go, God is a Woman, Pete Davidson, Breathe In, we're all in there. So I listened to Sweetener like a lot that year. Yeah, and that's pretty good because it was released in August and the mm-hmm. Spotify data stops in October. So okay. you listen to it quite quite a, quite a bit for it mm-hmm. to be on there. Wow. Yeah, you know, I was thinking back just at this time in music and I think people forget 28 summer of 2018 was an insane summer for music. Like this was the summer that Drake had the in my feelings challenge. Mm-hmm. Beyonce and Jay-Z came out with their joint album. Um, Kanye was dropping like a new album every week that he was producing for different artists. Um, and then August came and it was like, okay, now it's like Ariana, Nikki, Travis Scott, all releasing albums in the, yeah. within like weeks of each other. And I just remember that summer just being such an exciting time to be a fan of music. And I think what I think a lot about Sweetener is I think Pharrell really impacted Ariana. Um, it's interesting because I think the Pharrell of the, the Pharrell storyline with Sweetener, I think gets mixed reviews. There's some mm-hmm. fans who don't like him. Also, some fans who are obsessed with Sweetener and like love Pharrell because of that. And then Me. there's also some... <laughs> <laughs> there's also some people who think like because I think some uh, like REM was supposed to be originally for Beyonce and then Ariana ended up getting it in a few of the other Pharrell beats oh my god I totally forgot about that yeah and a few of the other Pharrell beats had like been given to other artists first before they came to Ariana like I think one of them was like maybe gonna go to Migos or something and so and then there was Good Night and Go, which is like a cover of Imogen Heap. So I think that's some mm-hmm. of the criticism of Sweetener that like, oh, she's using like these songs that were meant for other people and maybe they're not true to Ariana. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that criticism because I think Ariana did really make them her own. Yes. 100%. And one song we haven't talked about yet is Get Well Soon, which is such a standout on Sweetener. And I think, mm-hmm. I think working with Pharrell has helped Ariana going forward and I don't know maybe it's like being more comfortable as an artist or I just feel like we see a lot more experimentation with her with like harmonies and I just always think of I think it was in her Zach saying interview Ariana said that on get well soon 
she and Pharrell, they maxed out Pro Tools with like the max yeah. amount of harmonies. Oh, wow. Yeah. I and, that too. <laughs> and I think that we see Ariana experimenting a lot more with harmonies, like on positions now. And I feel like it, even if they never work together again, I feel like Pharrell gave her a lot of confidence as like a producer. I totally agree. I feel like we're seeing kind of now Ariana as a producer, like with the positions live Mm -hmm. performance, she was literally producing during the performance. And I feel like Pharrell, like seeing all the videos that they had in the studio, he definitely experimented with her and made her like choose what she wanted and Mm -hmm. like what experiments she wanted to do with music, which I think is definitely like, yeah, he had an like a big impact on how she makes music and how she knows what she likes. Now we're just going to talk about the era as a whole. And the first thing I want to ask is how does this era compare to Ariana's others in your guys' opinion? Like, is it your favorite? Is it your least favorite? Is it somewhere in the middle? What do y'all think? Like I said, Sweetener is my favorite album by Ariana. I will defend this till I die. Um... My one defense, like, for haters that are, like, Sweetener so bad, it won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. So um, that speaks for itself. It's my favorite next to probably Thank You Next just because it was so iconic, but still reigns superior, and I don't know if it will ever be topped because I feel like I have to defend it with my life. <laughs> I feel that it's such a summer album, and... I feel like the reason that I loved it at that time is it just felt like the soundtrack to the summer. It's like very positive. It's about like overcoming things, um, enjoying your success, um, healing. Like there's just so um, the message of the album I love and the era. I, I almost feel like the sweetener era can't can't be separated from the thank you next era because yeah, that whole time was like coming into her prime as an artist and like I said the public perception of her I think the whole Pete Davidson situation right like getting engaged breaking off her engagement a lot going on but also like releasing some of the best music of your career is like just all the correct variables were coming together at the perfect time for her to just have an amazing era and um it's just like it kind of is her best era because you can't you can't have thank you next without sweetener. So I totally yes. agree. 100%. I have some other things to add. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree because I feel like sweetener was such like a transitional period for yeah. Ariana, like very healing. No tears left to cry coming out. The singles coming out, and then like sweetener released. Mac Miller dies. Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. like all these things in her life just happening, but her also being successful. It was just a lot going on. And I know Sweetener, Ariana said last last anniversary, it was her favorite yeah. like album that she made. I know R.E.M.'s like her favorite song that she's ever made, which makes me feel better about it being my favorite album because <laughs> I don't know. I have the approval from the queen. But yeah, I just feel like like Ariana said when she won Woman of the Year that year that it was like her worst year for her personal life, but her best like professionally. I mm-hmm. feel like that speaks a lot to like the Sweetener slash Thank You Next era. And I totally agree. Sweetener led into Thank You Next and like created Thank You Next on its own. Yeah. Wow. You both took all my thoughts out. So all I will, 
all I have else to add is um, it makes me wonder how different positions era would be if COVID did not happen. Like, would it top sweetener? Is it going to be very underwhelming? So many questions that we will never get answers to. Yeah. It's just like everything that's worked out in regards to Ariana's like eras and albums. It's just so interesting the way the world like affects how her music yeah. is released. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do, I feel like my favorite part or like the most, I don't know, waited on part is the ranking of your top three and honorable mentions. So what are your guys's top three? Um, I actually think that my top three today is still pretty similar to my first listen and it's not, it's in, not in any order, but it would be Every Time, Better Off, Good Night and Go, and my honorable mentions are Pete Davidson and Breathe In. Oh, this is so hard. I'm going to say, I think my top three easily are Sweetener Successful and Breathe In, just because Breathe In I always go back to. And it was it was a single from this album that was paid dust because it was overshadowed so by thinking. I Next. always forget that. Yeah, like the music video. <laughs> like I feel like I watched that like months after it was released because I was like, oh wait, I totally forgot about this. Cause yeah. it was it was really it was like a single after it was released. And then my honorable mentions, which could also be in my top three on a different day, and I think are underrated are better off and get well soon I think are both so beautiful and are not talked about enough better off so underrated y'all so underrated I feel like better off well let me say my top three my top three are good night and go better off and then REM with my honorable mentions being get well soon every time in Pete Davidson I know it's a lot but this is like my favorite album ever (laughs) I, I can't like there's it's just so perfect but Better Off, I feel like, is one of Ariana's best songs, like, in her discography. And it's so underrated. Easily like, no one ever talks five. about it. Easily no one five songs. ever talks about it. But, yeah, I feel like it's an underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, we have such good taste in sweetness. We do. <laughs> like, we really do. Um, now, instead of um, our fo- favorite post, which we usually do at the beginning of an episode, we're each going to pick a moment from the sweetener era that you guys experienced or you thought was funny whatever it be um mine is a little selfish one because uh, well you guys will see why but it was whenever she was announcing that she's going to do a second leg of sweetener and I was like oh my gosh she has to come to Anaheim at the Honda Center and lo and behold she does and what's the cherry on top is that she comes the night before my birthday so that was my favorite sweetener memory love that I'm also going to do a tour inspired one which is just the entirety of bb5 b flat five if you know you know basically throughout the whole tour ariana was hitting very high note during her performance of breathe in every night and mm-hmm. literally every, after every concert you could go on twitter and see the video of that exact moment in the performance and through something i love about the ariana fandom is just our our taste in vocals and our appreciation for good vocals. And that was so fun getting to just like go on Twitter every night and see like, oh, what are all the good clips of like the note changes she's doing on tour tonight, especially in Breathe In being like the standout vocal moment. Throwback to I could do this in your living room, (laughs) Um, which Ariana said that she could do this in her living room when a fan accused her of like lip syncing. 
And I just think that, yeah, that BB5 on Breathe In, that's my favorite moment of the sweetener era. Such good choices. Um, I actually have a couple, like both of you guys saying these things just like brought more memories up. But one is during the sweetener tour, um, just the outfit changes, like the new outfits every, not every show, but like every, every couple of shows, she would have a different outfit or like change it up a little bit. The Christmas show, she had like her little reindeer ears. That was like my favorite outfit with the pearls. Um, and then another one was a personal memory when I went to the sweetener tour, the first one in Phoenix. Um, I was so excited for goodnight and go. And that day she posted on her story that get well soon was in for the set list. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'll get to hear this too. <laughs> she replaced get goodnight and go with get well soon. And I was like, you literally hate me because like, why did you do that on my show? But hopefully <laughs> I'll be able to hear it one day. Um, I'll send you a video from from my show. She did Good Night and Go. <laughs> I know it was super emotional for her to sing Good Night and Go. So I have like all respect for her for taking it off. But it was just like you couldn't have waited one more show for me. But whatever. Another moment. This was my original pick was um, I think it was before Sweetener was released. Somebody got like their hands on one of the CDs. And I remember someone posted a picture and they had like their hand holding it and then ariana like roasted it and she quickly deleted it but it was like you couldn't even get your nails done and her their finger like looked like it had like dirt under the nail and everyone was like ariana's in her mean era and people are funny people always say like i miss when she was mean on twitter but (laughs) that just is so funny to me like the fact that she just roasted a fan who bought her cd like it was so like out of pocket and like uncalled for, but I think it's I think it's kind of funny. Was there anything else you guys wanted to add about Sweetener as an era or an album? I must say I love like I will say this a million times. Sweetener is my favorite, but I love the aesthetic and I feel like the clouds and the dreaminess just very much fits Ariana's personality and things that she likes. So I feel like it. If you could describe Ariana in one album, it would probably be Sweetener, in my opinion. Yeah, I've been thinking recently, some fans have been talking about how her all of her recent fragrances are still being named after Sweetener songs. Like she mm-hmm. did, she had a Thank You Next perfume, but then she went back, then she did an R.E.M. perfume, then she just did a God is a Woman perfume. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there is definitely something that Ariana, something to that Ariana really loved this album and it is definitely, I don't know if Positions is topping it for her now, but she definitely still feels a really strong connection to this album. Obviously, it got her her first Grammy, and I think it got her a lot of, like, critical praise and, like, the music community, um, music critics, I think, really liked it because of her working with Pharrell, I think, was something really different and felt really experimental, and... I definitely think it is has just really impacted the way she makes music going forward. I totally agree. Um, is there anything you wanted to add, Amy? Yes, I will say I think Sweetener has a bit of an upper hand, like the era in terms of like content, all that. Even though I'm a thank you next girl because of K Bye for Now and the tour documentary, because I love those two so much. I agree. The Breathe In Live, I, ugh, so good. Yeah, I was thinking about that too um, as I was re-listening to the album is sometimes when I listen to the studio versions, I'm like, oh, I wish I was listening to the K-Pi for Now version right now because yeah. 
I think the tour definitely breathed a lot of new life into a lot of these songs, especially I Breathe In. I think Every Time is amazing live. It's also one of just the vocal standouts on the album. And the K-By For Now versions, check them out. So good. I have this dream that one day Ariana will like re-record or release like a longer version of Sweetener, like a Sweetener mm-hmm. Deluxe, like a mm-hmm. Sweetener, like like how Taylor does Taylor's version, like an Ariana's version or something like that. Because I feel like I don't know much about like songs that were allegedly scrapped from the album, but I feel like she could re-record now or in a couple of years and her voice would sound more mature because I feel like a lot of fans have noticed her voice is like deeper and more controlled, which I think would sound really cool on a lot of songs. Interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of fans have been like, when are we going to get Dangerous Woman part two? I feel like I hear that the most. But really? will there I don't be... think I've ever heard that. Oh, oh my gosh. The, all of the like pop Ariana fans. I know people hate that this, the fandom is like separated between pop and R&B a lot mm-hmm. recently, but anyone who's like a big pop Ariana fan is like we need Dangerous Woman part two but I haven't heard people wanting a sweetener part two except for Zoe (laughs) yeah it's just my made-up dream my other dream is I like started collecting vinyls and the sweetener one is like so hard to get your hands on like it's not sold anywhere for a reasonable price and if it is it's absurd if it is like if it is sold somewhere it's like way too much and I just can't get myself to pay for it but I really hope that in three days Ariana releases it again because I know how she released like merch for dangerous woman five years I don't know if she will but it's a small dream of mine to get it I bet I bet it could happen yeah, I hope I'm not going to like pay outrageous prices because I feel like the specifically the like peach one that's the peach vinyl is like very sought after by so many people. I feel like they have to make it because they know a lot of people want it. But who knows? We'll see. I'll update if I ever get it. All right. I think that's all about sweetener. Um, now we will transition into our shout outs. My shout out is a UK based shop called Butterscotch Fox. And they make custom wire words or shapes. So it's like similar to those neon signs that you see everywhere, but it's just made out of wire, which is a really great alternative if you want something a little bit cheaper. Um, I think the most pricey custom one goes for 80 euros, which is a little under $100, I think. And I've never seen anything like it. And it's a really great way to personalize your space. So if I had my own apartment, I would definitely go to this shop to get something custom. My shout out is to a friend of mine who I met through TikTok, Keep Up Radio, but specifically her Twitch channel is what I'm shouting out because it was the way I was able to watch the Fortnite Ariana Grande concert. And she's really fun. All of her streams on Twitch are really fun. So if you are a gamer and you like watching Twitch streams and you want a cool, cool girl to watch Mm -hmm. streaming video games on Twitch, I would definitely recommend Keep Up Radio. Cool. I love that shout out. I don't think we've ever shout out a streamer Mm -mm. before. So very different. (laughs) Mine is actually, I was browsing Etsy as I usually do every week to find a shop if I can't find one otherwise. And I found a shop based in Phoenix, which is where I live. And it's an Ariana fan art shop. It's, It's called Kia Elise, which I think is the artist's name. And there are pins, keychains, prints and they are so oh stickers too and they're so cute I love the little they have like a little sweetener pin set and they're super cute 
has like her little no tears left to cry polka dot dress that she wore to perform some teardrops clouds and then there's other pins for positions thank you next and rain on me which i love and i love that it's from where i live um i just wanted to thank gabby for coming today it was a lot of fun talking about sweetener with you i feel like you made a lot of great points because you're a big ariana fan you know (laughs) all about her um so yeah thanks for coming i hope y'all enjoyed her opinions (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you Zoe and Amy for having me it's so fun I listen to Fangirl Fever all the time I feel like I always have to listen to know what the kids are talking about these days so wait we have one extra shout out to yeah. um in our last episode we gave like a shout out to our German listeners and one of them DM'd us her name's Mia and she said she found us through your episode with oh when gosh. we were on it so this is us this episode is dedicated to you Mia yeah thank you Mia thanks for messaging us and also sweetener the album is like the reason I started my podcast so we yeah like we might not be sitting here if it weren't for Ariana dropping yeah or if TikTok (laughs) didn't put your video on my for you page and I didn't have you as one of my shout outs like how crazy (laughs) is that the universe is wild all right that's all and hopefully the three of us will get to link up on the positions world tour so Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys.